0: look at me. Unicast, episode number seven. 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 <laughs> seven. Uh, Kevin, what's up, buddy? Uh, we're here. We are here. We're here. Uh, we have a special guest today, Ryan C. Miller. Ryan Miller is great. I'm very excited. A good interview. I'm, I'm excited, excited to hear it. Very excited. And in honor of the upcoming uh, Fandemicon, it's Pop Culture Week. Is Ryan Miller coming in the costume? He is not coming in a costume. I didn't tell bad. him. Well, uh, but I have a special question for you. Okay. Uh, and this is a special question I took from our current favorite binge show, Parks and Recreation. All right, all right. The question is wouldn't it be tight if everyone was chill
1: with each other? The tightest. If you'd a cast. Welcome back, guys.
0: It would be tight if everyone was chill with each other. So tight, just chill out. Be the chillest. Uh, Aaron will be joining us in just a moment uh, to discuss Fandemicon and the uh, Oneida Square project. It's true. Ryan Miller coming up after that. Um, but before we get to that, I've been thinking a lot about this uh, pop culture week that we have here. Yeah. Um, and there's some important pop culture that happened this week. A lot that of pop was, culture. never stops. It never stops. It never ends. But uh, there's one I really wanted to talk about and that was the
1: last John Stewart episode of oh, The Daily Show. You know what a sad day. I, I love yeah. John Stewart so much and it's mm-hmm. it's funny cuz I'll have conversations sometimes at family parties where I talk to I've got some older relatives who are lunatic 60 plus conservative people and I always I say this all the time if everybody in the country was forced to watch guys like John Stewart, John Oliver and listen to what they have to say the world would be a better place and it's going to be a sad thing to see him go and I think it's nuts to be left right before this shit show election cycle coming up.
0: That's It's a shame that we didn't get one more election. Yes. One them, more right? election um, cycle. I think my, I think really what sticks with me with Jon Stewart specifically uh, and I'm not, I wouldn't go as, so far as to call myself an avid viewer. I would watch yeah. the Daily Show when it was on TV. Right. Occasionally I would turn on Hulu and watch an episode mm-hmm. here or there but the last few years it was not uh, appointment yeah. viewing Per se. Fair. Um, that being said, I'm not a super political guy. I don't particularly care personally as much about politics as maybe the next guy does. That's fair. John Stewart is a guy who appeals to my base concepts as a human being. Yeah. He, he's, he's moderately liberal, socially liberal. Uh, he seems to be a little bit to the left. He seemed like someone who you could trust
1: if you were watching TV, right? Well, he feels like one of the only guys that was telling the truth for a long time. Like he was saying stuff that other people are too scared to say. You know, if you're running for office, there's only so much stuff that you can say. They tested with focus groups. You don't want to take too many, you know, hot takes coming in with everything. Hmm. But Jon Stewart seemed like the guy who always kind of cut through the BS and was like, this is what's really happening. But you are right in the fact that, you know, over the past couple of years, I think John Stewart moved away from appointment television. Part of it is because not having cable anymore. I don't have cable. You know, there's no more cable. So I'm not watching the same thing at 11 because I get to pick and choose what I want via Hulu, mm. Netflix, whatever it is. And, you know, that's a huge change in the media well, that a guy like John Stewart's got to address.
0: Well, you know, and that's the thing, too. Uh... It makes me makes me scared for like a guy like Trevor Noah, the guy who's going to fill in for Done. John Stewart. Don Cook, like that guy, that guy's got what the, big
1: shoes to come in and fill.
0: Yeah, right. You might as well just play shortstop for the Yankees field. now, yeah, right? Pretty like, much. Uh, it's it's a shame though
1: because I don't even know who this guy is.
0: Don't know who he is.
1: That, you know, I think that's um, better than a known name coming in and trying to do it. And it is, and I think you're right. I agree with you.
0: Mm-hmm. But God, that's such a hard sell after John Stewart. Like that's when John Stewart. Came on to the Daily Show was post Craig Kilborn, who people sort of liked.
1: Well, like like you said, well, the Daily Show wasn't what the Daily Show is until John Stewart made it what it is. But like you said, it's like coming in after Jeter to play shortstop for the Yankees. No matter how good of a job you do, it doesn't matter because the shoes you have to fill are just mythical and massive. What did you think of the uh, Springsteen performance to end out the show? I listen with I'd Springsteen anytime, all the time. You get the Eastern yeah. Band out there, I'll watch It's not my favorite thing. Maybe I'm not putting in the Bored and Run album in my car, but anytime Springsteen's on, I'll pay attention. We talk about this all the time with Bruce Springsteen. I don't particularly like the music, necessarily, but
0: it, if he's not impressive. Unbelievable. The show is great. His live show is good. Uh, You actually touched upon this point, and I would like to tie back around to it because uh, it's something I think about all the time. We don't watch uh, Jon Stewart all the time because we
1: don't have cable. That's a big part of it. No reason to have cable. There's no It's 2015. You don't need cable. Maybe for live sporting events, but even with the ESPN app, you can get most of the stuff. And, you know, I hate to say it to the people, but realistically, you need to see a game. You don't have cable. You can probably pirate it and live stream it somewhere. I think it's... I'd I'd be curious to know
0: the numbers in terms of cable ownership today as opposed to, say,
1: like 10 years ago. Well, they're shrinking all the time, and you see it with stuff with different networks and things like that they're trying to cope with the fact that the landscape is shifting seismically i mean i remember this weekend with you i was forced to watch some soccer games some english premier league and you're you're streaming them all because we don't need the cable and the stuff's not on cable we're living in a time where there's a huge shift in the content that people get and where they get it from i mean if i look at the majority of my friends in our age group most people don't have cable because why would you pay extra for you know for what there's almost nothing besides live sports you can get that you can't get from Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, something like that.
0: So let's break this down for just a moment, then. Just real basic breakdown. Okay. I pay ten dollars a month for Netflix. Right. Ten dollars a month. WWE Network.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't think WWE Network was in the conversation, but whatever. Okay. It is. Ten Netflix. Ten WWE Network. Ten dollars a month for Hulu. Thirty Hulu. bucks we're at. Okay. HBO I get free from a friend
0: of mine. True story. Uh, NBC Sports also free. Uh huh. So that's five. Apps for viewing. Hulu, Netflix, HBO Go, WWE Network, and NBC Sports. Right. That's less than 50 bucks a month, and I'm getting everything I could possibly want, plus probably
1: more. Well, I think you're seeing cable companies and you know TV content companies in the same boat that 10, 20, 10 15, 20 years ago you saw you know, music labels in when Napster became a thing, is these companies are now trying to catch up they realize that their prime demographic, the 21 to 35 that they want so bad, aren't going to sign up for cable because we don't care if we have all these garbage channels that we're not going to watch. And you're seeing a late era come around where they're trying to figure out where they can make money so they can still pay everybody and get the content that the people they want. But nobody wants to sign up for 130 channels. At the end of the day, I watch four or five shows. I know there's probably a, a basis for why they don't do it this
0: way, but it always seemed the way to me would just be Put all the channels on a big list with a price at the end and say, pick all the ones you want, add up the price, that's the end. Well, I think think
1: part of it is that they're just behind the curve. And another part of it is I read a really interesting article one time about the cable channels and the way they run it, why they don't do that. And I think a lot of it comes down to a lot of the, you know, the premier flagship channels, you know, your ESPNs, your Comedy Centrals, your AMCs, these big cable channels – the money that they make that people sign up for you know, cable subscriptions off of those channels, the money they make off of those helps pay for the more niche side channels yeah. that not as many people watch. The reason that you're able to watch the DIY network is because you're willing to pay that money up front for ESPN or something.
0: Well, you're right, and when you're right, you're right. Uh, uh, it was your first week of being forced to sit through English Premier League soccer.
1: Okay. Have, have I converted you yet? Please, absolutely not. No, the problem English Premier League soccer. <laughs> number one, half the time you force me to watch English Premier League soccer in real life. Twenty fifteen in America this weekend. We're streaming it off some sort of source, so half the time you can't tell the guy's moving. You hear gold, but the screen doesn't catch up for ninety seconds. It's a very good point. It's all banged up, and I don't. I mean, I can't care. I care about the NBA. There's only. I don't know who half these teams are. I like teams with nice logos, nice names. They have lots of. But like, they're not good. All the teams with the best logos and names are just terrible. And it nice. seems strange, and like I go 90 minutes. I've been watching TV for half the morning. Nobody scored a goal. It seems like the Cold War more than it seems like a sport. To be honest. <sighs> well, I got 37 weeks left to
0: convince you. So week much one, late? I'm
1: counting down seconds until you check Liverpool.
0: Week one <clears throat> is down a seconds. fail. Week two, we'll see if you've converted yet.
1: We'll see. Uh, Aaron will be joining
0: us in the studio in just she, a moment. I can see
1: her outside the green room right now, actually, let's, and she looks frantic. Probably a lot of news. The It's right been right a whole week. We'll be right back. That's, That's a good, a good
2: one. one. I
1: like these. Is this the the Shakespeare insult book?
2: This is a really good. Yeah, this is a Shakespeare insult book. My
1: thing. sister went to California all all week long last week, and she got me this Shakespeare insult generator book, where it's a bunch of pages of these Shakespeare things, these quotes, to come up with crazy <laughs> insults from Shakespearean times. Must- I can't. I can't tell if she really thinks that I just love language, or if she thinks I'm kind of mean. I'm a little thrown off. Those aren't mutually exclusive. You can, you can you can do both of those things. That is fair.
2: You're a musty puppy headed rabbit sucker. Wow. <laughs>
0: Aaron Higgins enjoying, Hi. enjoying. I think this is
2: really, really brilliantly funny.
0: You know what? Now that it's here in the studio, it's funny. When I was putting the studio in order today and I knew you were coming over, this was on the table, and I was going to put it away. And I said, you know what? I'm going to leave this out
1: because I feel like Aaron Higgins will enjoy the Shakespeare I had, insult this, book. I had the same thing happen to me today actually when I was looking at the studio because spoiler alert the studio is our dining room yes <laughs> and when I was looking at it I left it on the table last night my sister gave it to me I'm like oh I should throw this with all the books on the bookshelf I'm like you know what I think Higgins is going to like this thing I should leave it out
2: plumpy snail paste stockfish
1: <laughs> great. great okay I'm done
2: I'm done uh, I'm not that. done oh, but I'm give just give me gonna, that book
0: give oh, me that book okay okay well before we uh before <laughs> we dive into uh, some local events here, uh, Aaron, you told me on the way into the studio, you're going to your first baseball game. My which... very
2: first Major League Baseball game.
0: You're the... a huge Mets fan. Huge, huge Mets.
1: I can't believe it. I'm blown I away.
2: I know. I've never had the, the opportunity to see a Mets game yet, so or any game for that matter. That's so. crazy to me. I know. Because,
1: I mean, you you love the Mets so much, and you're so close to your family members, and not in any specific way, but like you guys aren't poor if you want to go to a baseball game i can't believe that nobody in your 30 years has taken you to a baseball
2: game uh i'm going now though so that's all that matters i'm going on thursday who the met's playing the cal uh california. 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 <laughs>
1: california i'm looking
2: at your shirt the colorado rockies which means my beloved jose reyes will be in house is oh. that who he plays for now he plays for colorado oh i'm actually God. really i
1: never pay attention
0: to jv they, they traded to a whiskey, whiskey, whiskey to the oh. okay, there you go. i'm
2: really excited about it to be honest with you
0: uh, is it at City Field automatically? At City
2: Field, um, my seats are amazing. I'm going to be first row, front row. I like to say <laughs> front row, like it's a show. Um, <laughs> right behind between the dugout and home plate. So I'll be right up in front. You'll see me on television.
1: Killer seats. Let me tell you the move. It's my
2: dad's birthday, so like let me I got said,
1: them. not poor. It, not now, poor.
0: <laughs> When when I was poor living in New York, uh, one of the moves. Cause I was poor living in New York. Uh, the move was this: me and. Uh, the infamous S. Wookie Grande, my, my former... Open room.
1: invitation, Dan, Dan Avasato, S. Wookie Grande. Anytime you want on the podcast, you come see us. Go ahead.
0: Uh, so what we would do is
1: you would go to StubHub
0: or any sort of ticket-buying site, and you would buy the cheapest single ticket available, whether it's the worst seat possible, and uh, like $10 in the grandstands. And what you do is you take the ticket, you go in... You go to center field where that whole patio is with all the bars and food, and you just sit in center field and watch because nobody stops
1: you, and you just get drunk.
2: The party city it's ten
1: dollars. It's very that's it's crazy. Very it makes excellent. more sense to do it that way. It's I mean, really just let fun. Let me in and let me find a spot. I'll stay in all day if I can get a better spot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think you're really gonna love city field though. I'm
2: I'm super excited. It's a day game, so I'll be very warm, but <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm I'm real psyched about it. Well, I'm very excited.
0: That's that's excellent. I'm gonna
2: make signs. I'm excited for
0: you, honestly. Knowing knowing you and the baseball fan that you are, and I am honestly kinda of blown away you've never been to a game. Like I'm really I'm I know, to, like, I know. I couldn't believe what you told me. I've been
1: to so many games that I've I turned down baseball games now people like, You wanna go see the Yanks? I'm like,
0: Yeah, who are they playing? It's yeah. probably <laughs>
1: it's easier when you live in New York though, because going to a game is just catching a train as yeah. opposed to Getting in the car, going for hours, paying tolls. Are we going to come back tonight? Oh, yeah. night game, this and that. Well, that's the other thing. When I was living here, the move would be to take one of those bus trips. That was the cheapest way to go, right? Like 50 bucks. Hey, listen. I took my first bus trip to go see the Yankees when I was in the Little League. I was like 11 or 12 years old. We took the South Utica Little League bus trip down, and it turned out to be the day that David Wells pitched a perfect game against the Twins. No way! And we were there with, like, yep. every kid we grew up yep. with playing baseball, and, like, all of our dads. And it was also Beanie Baby Day, so they gave us this collectible yeah. Beanie Baby with a card. Valentino. And our dads were all like, hang on to that. You're going to go to college on that thing. Turns out now no. No. it's nope. a doorstopper. I think I used <laughs> it to clean up some coffee off my counter the other day. Yeah. Tough yeah. luck on Beanie Baby. Yeah, Valentino the Yankees Bear
0: was the name. I still have Yeah, I got it in studio. So well. Uh, all right, at, shockingly, we've gone way off topic. Never has. Way story of our lives. Story of our lives. Uh, so let's let's tie into our first local topic that I want to talk about, and this ties into an article that you can read at maidenutica.com by our good friend of the podcast, Kate Miller. We love Kate Miller. We love
2: you, Kate.
0: Love Kate Miller. Uh, and as we mentioned on our podcast with her, which was episode three, you want to say. I think so. Episode three, which if you haven't listened to, Go back and listen to, of course, because what else do you have to do today exactly. besides spend 45 minutes with us? Uh, but go back and listen to her article. She talks about how every Wednesday she's putting out a new article on maidenutica.com This week, her article is about Fandemicon, Utica's first ever pop culture convention that's taking place at the Utica Public Library on August
1: 22nd. See, I feel like such a bad Utican because I didn't even know that that happened. I was on Made in Utica and they put the link on the Twitter. And I didn't even realize that was going on until I read that article. And I pride myself on always knowing what's happening in these city streets here in Utica. And if That's it's, awesome. Well, if there's anything we know about, it's pop culture. I like pop culture. Yep. I like,
0: It's about all we have. It's true. We're the pop culture generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the convention does seem really cool. It's got a lot of cool stuff going on. So much cool stuff, mind you, that I couldn't even list the whole thing. So if you want full details about all the great events, made Um But I have four events that I wanted to present to you guys that oh, I thought were the donkey. most interesting. Let's all right. do it. Number one, and this one's primarily for FAMO, <clears throat> there's a video game competition.
2: What, kind, what video game?
0: It didn't say, but here's the point that I want to make for all you glory boys out there. Wow. FAMO. Wow. Yeah, exactly. FAMO is considered the best FIFA player on the Eastern Seaboard. Oh, So if man, anyone, man. anyone wants to show up. At Adam the Hun, at Brooklyn Thirst, <laughs> at S. Wookiee Grande. If anyone wants to come to Fandemicon and throw down, FAMO has the FIFA Open Challenge. Only FIFA? Only FIFA. <laughs> Open murdered challenge. Else. Open <laughs> Challenge. I'll be
1: Liverpool. You can beat Anybody you want, and FAMO will <laughs> dominate you. So, FAMO. Oh my sorry. God. Sorry about that. Video games are for people that don't know how to play guitar. Go next. That's, wow. <laughs> what about both? You can't do both?
2: Next. You can't All right. Do
1: both. All right. Number
0: two. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Uh, number two. They're having a cosplay competition. Uh, cosplay is when you dress up like somebody from a comic book or pop culture phenomenon, I guess, in this and I'm going to you know.
2: dress up as me. Ooh,
0: yeah. Wow.
2: Because I'm. In a comic book, I'm a portion of a comic book that I think is going to be the, the Holidays uh, series, and oh, so really? yeah, I do believe Holidays is going to be there. Oh. So I'm just going to be myself.
0: That's very, that's Fair very enough. meta.
1: That's a it's very real meta. meta. You know what though? Can I say it's awesome about Utica that we can name check? You know, Dave chase and Holiday at Holidays. You know, D A Z E Comics. It's so cool to have that type of thing here yeah. locally. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. That Dave DelaChase
2: like, is all over the place. like, that's I
1: love amazing. this. I'm trying to make it happen, and mm-hmm. here we are. And I saw Dave DelaChase
0: today talking about Mellow Subs. Yeah, on, I did see that. Uh, and you
1: know how I feel about Mellow Subs. I remember in my high school, Dave DelaChase went there, and he was years older than me. But he, I went to Notre Dame High School, in Notre Dame with the jugglers. He painted the big, like, 10-foot-tall jugglers on the walls all around the gym. He was yeah. a legend. That's really in cool. High school. Um,
2: He's amazing. I've worked with him a bunch of times. I really
1: mm-hmm. like him. Kevin, what do you got? Costume we, so going I'm in an interesting position because like being six foot five, being a giant to the rest of the population, we have a responsibility to the people. So I feel like if I went to Fandemicon and I was really into cosplaying. Group? Super Shredder. Super Shredder. No other move. You've got to be Super Shredder. What's
2: a Super Shredder? Oh. Airman. Is that Ninja Turtles? Oh,
0: yes. Okay. Uh, the second one though. Just, well, I'm just double Secret checking. The ooze.
2: Oh, okay. I'm just double checking. I uh, didn't know if you it was like something I didn't know about. No, no, no. But what like happened
0: it. is the shredder. Uh, absorbed Those. the ooze Those. that turned the turtles into Ninja Turtles, thus turning him I'm into Super, Super Shredder.
2: Shredder. Got uh,
0: it. And to tie into my nerdness, the guy who played Super Shredder was professional wrestler Kevin Diesel Natch. So there <laughs> you go. That's true. Uh, yes. obviously, who would you be? Oh, obviously, I would be Agent Dale Cooper, uh, Kyle McLaughlin from Twin Peaks. I would just oh, sweat my God. hair over and I would get the. Uh, the thing where you record your voice, the little recording device, and I would just do McLaughlin the whole time. Would you feel strange that nobody would know who you are when
1: you're there? That's,
0: you know me. I prefer <laughs> when only 5% of the people are in on my joke, right? That
2: uh, would explain our podcast.
0: That's true. That's it's true. Like our listening that's base. <laughs> both of the uh, listeners love Aaron, us. Both
2: of the listeners love Sam. Aaron,
0: I don't know if you knew us when uh, we lived together the first time, seven or eight years ago. Um, we used to probably. have. Excellent costume parties every Halloween. Yeah, we are no, no we are no slackers
1: when it comes to costumes. I That's hate true. costumes.
2: I don't do them well. I don't do Halloween. That's a different story altogether. But I'm gonna go to Fandemicon as me. Which is funny though, you.
1: because you're like you're a very theatrical person. Yeah, like you yeah. enjoy playing it up. I'm surprised you don't like costumes. Oh,
2: anymore. just they give me the creeps. Okay. Well, I gotta
1: tell you, Dale Cooper
0: was my second choice because I was gonna go as Aaron Higgins. <laughs> I didn't but, <laughs> yeah. but then she took my to dress. idea. I
2: have to dress. So.
0: Um, two more attractions I wanted to point out before we get too far off. Uh, One is the Starship Horizon Bridge Simulator. I have no jokes about the Starship Horizon Bridge Simulator. Was it Star Wars, Star Star Trek? Trek? I assume that Starship Horizon is just some sort of NASA device. I don't think it's a pop culture thing. So you get in there and it feels like you're driving
1: the ship?
2: Yeah, I believe so.
1: I'm for it. There's no jokes. That seems really chill. Listen, NASA's not going to let me in, so I'll try it out at the library if I can.
2: I went to the uh, Space Center once. I think it was the Kennedy Space Center.
1: That's the one in Florida?
2: Yeah, yeah, I went to that one. It was really cool.
1: Is it cool?
0: Yeah, it's wicked. cool. I'm for it.
2: My grandpa was, uh, he built, my grandfather built the lunar landing module. No. Yeah, my grandfather built the lunar landing module for Grumman Air Force, and uh, or Air Base, and uh, NASA, worked for NASA, and um, built the lunar landing module. So I have a bunch of astronaut stuff.
1: That's amazing. So, yeah, it's really
2: cool. I've got patches and the, the moon patch and all the stuff that the astronauts wear, the patches. I have like a whole collection of them with this picture and the whole shebang.
0: That's really amazing. Yeah, it's cool. But I cannot separate the fact that your grandfather invented the lunar ma- module and you've never been to a Baseball game. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Like he it,
2: didn't invent it. He just built it. He oh, he just built it. He was, he it. was in all like right. the. He was like probably on the ground floor and stuff, but he built a bunch of it.
0: <laughs> um and
2: <laughs> my family's cool and not cool all at the same time.
0: <laughs> oh my! Speaking of cool, what was cool, your fourth thing? You got one more thing to get to. Oh, oh, hurry
2: up! I got an uncle that played in the Knicks. Go! <laughs> uh,
0: there's gonna be an R2D2 appearance. R2-D2, R2D2
1: will be there. He will be there. Fire all the time. I'm into R2D2. All right, Max. So, um, and I do have oh, one more local I event on Instagram like she can get with R2D2 out there is he the tall one or the
2: little one
0: he's the little rock. he's trash the little can. one the blue and white oh, trash, the trash can he speaks together. in beeps and boops
1: oh yeah
2: yeah Meet him like this I didn't know these, if I was going to be like tall or he's little which
1: actually most of the listeners don't know but if you text message Aaron Higgins on the weekend after midnight she will speak in
2: beeps and boops most right? of them are beeps <laughs> and boops yep <laughs>
1: uh, I did want to talk about uh, <laughs> sounds about
0: right I actually. did want to talk about one more local event uh, which we neglected to mention last week
2: because we're uh, horrible people. Because
0: we're terrible, horrible Deplorable. people. And that would be the United Square Project. Um, I went to their website. And uh, United Square Project, this is their mission statement, and I wanted to quote it because I don't want to misquote them. Awesome. The United Square Project is helping to create art and combat community blight to help downtown Utica become safer, more beautiful, and more just through partnering with existing agencies, creating our own institutions and social enterprises, and incubating communities based. Uh, I can't remember what I wrote anymore. I don't know.
1: It's real good. They're doing good work for the community. Well, you know what? I think it's. I, think like I wrote that. I think that's awesome for them because, in a sense, you know, for as much focus goes on downtown Utica, and rightfully so, mm-hmm. all the stuff popping up in Bag Square West, all the development happening down there in downtown, being kind of a marquee flagship place in the city. Oneida Square is a place that kind of gets overlooked, and I always say when I'm driving through the city with like-minded people, this is the next area that's primed for revitalization. You've got an independent guy who opened Utica Gym. Palermo's has been there forever. They've got the new roundabout. It's a nice space. There's a lot of businesses there if you actually look. Mm -hmm. Aaron, you were there...
0: You were at there the Friday night. Friday night to see uh, Twinspeak and Inland and Sleepstorm.
2: I did, and, and there was another guy who was there. His name was Steve. His last name I can't remember right now, but he plays in the Upstate Bandits or the Up something. But long story short, it's on Facebook. His, his stuff is on Facebook. It was really good. It was an amazing show. Um, there was an ice cream truck, and I got a Popsicle.
0: What did you think of watching a show down in that location? Um, did you... Did you find it?
2: Well, like, here's the interesting part. When I was back in high school, I used to go to shows in the... What? I used to go to shows in the church all the time.
1: Plant, Plant Street. The Plant Street Church. We're very familiar yes. with it. That was favorite. probably us playing. No, it was not.
2: I went to these, like, hardcore death metal, like, screaming... Close. ...things yeah. I didn't understand.
1: <laughs> not that far off. A
2: lot of tattoos, a lot of, like a lot of like... Uh, well,
1: that, that's what was awesome X, for X, me. X, I was driving by it. I couldn't stop down because I had my cousin's engagement party, but to see a show happening in front of that Plant Street Church where there used yeah. to be so many shows yeah. when I was young, I'm like, this is so cool to see bands out here and play in.
2: Yeah, it was amazing, and I really hope that, you know, it had a nice spirit, so I hope that it continues for them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wonderful,
0: wonderful. Uh, joining us in just a moment, well, joining me, will be uh, the very cool,
1: very interesting Ryan C. Miller.
2: Why must you, like, always do that? joining us I mean
1: me well because the problem is if we all got into the interview with him we'd never get any interview yeah, we are be us always we're too busy talking trash about what we're gonna dress up as <laughs> I'd be
2: like you don't even know me over the interview <laughs> Ryan Miller's the best when Ryan
1: gets here I'll ask him what he would be for uh,
0: Pandemicon we'll be right back miller in the studio hello we he, are in the studio <laughs> <It's a> nice, <laughs> uh, ryan uh thank you for coming on we've yeah. been uh, we've been excited to get you on um we're going to talk about the thank you beta project you've yeah. been working on and we're going to talk about tedx talks but i do want to discuss some other things with you before we get there. sure, That's sure. your twitter profile uh here has you as an online strategist a singer-songwriter uh a business person and a good people and small things kind of person. Yes, yes. So let's start with online strategists.
3: Okay, so I have to update my Twitter profile. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, You're no, doing no, better. No, no so great. I, up until uh, I, I just took this gig at Incubator uh, sure. in May, and so up until then, I spent the last six years um, as an online strategist for a local ad firm, Romanelli Communications. Oh, cool. so okay, all right. So, uh, yeah, basically just work with businesses trying to figure out how do you, how do you tell your story online, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, that's, that's kind of where that came from. Cool. Uh, singer songwriter. This is the one that we've had internal debates at the studio with. Yeah. So I've done, I've done music in Utica forever. I was in a, is in a band, uh. Years, I mean, years ago, for a long time, called Ruben James. We played. You were the Ruben James man. Yeah, it was the Ruben wow. James. Yeah, all right. So did that for a long time. I've been playing with uh, Jay Schnitt for who's an, another local singer. I know letter. the name. Yeah, he's been around forever. We actually went to high school together. Didn't hang out, and then we started doing music. So, um, when were you in high school? I graduated in '99, so, so I'm f- I'm you're old. F- you're like five years. I'm like right.
0: forty. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you get that. I'm about to with me. Uh, okay, so no, so that's crazy though. I remember
3: when when Kevin and I were playing in the bands around here. It gotta be yeah. seven, eight years ago. It yeah. was oh, yeah. still
0: a name that was <laughs> yeah. Very we
3: we did it till we got. I don't know. It was hard live music in this town, especially if yeah, you're doing an original. Yeah. I mean, oh man. When we rough. had when we had uh, Anthony Z. Donaldson on a
0: couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a. You know, for me growing up, the electric company was yeah. That was home. That was the spot. Yeah. You know what I mean. And I said it to him during that show, and I said it to Tim Schramm during the Dev interview.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like there's still not as enough spaces for local music. I love going to the depth yeah. shows. I still feel like, you know, I don't, I haven't been into shots. I don't want to, I don't want to say anything pro or minus against it, sure, but
3: sure. I miss the electric company. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Well, part of this too is, so are you in your thirties? Yeah, you I am 29, 29. Okay, Solid 29. See, I wonder how I, I really miss the electric company, but a couple of things have happened since I've, I've, Hit my, I'm not in my mid thirties. I'm 34, but um, <laughs> this, almost, it feels like it. You know, <laughs> um, I wonder how much of it was like life stage. Like it was a really, exci- it was an exciting yeah. time, right? Like we had no money, and you could get dollar fifty to clubs at the DC. <laughs> you know, and you can go see a band for five bucks. And now I can't stay out past like 10:30 no, and fall asleep. No, so, I'm I'm like that too. Sadly, that's yeah, that's, yeah.
0: that's the reality though. Like yeah. I uh, I went to bed early last night. Yeah. and got up this morning, and I was like, this is this is my life now. Yeah, know, life welcome now. to this it. This is rough. No, it's true, though, because I feel that I do agree with you in that aspect, Mm -hmm. because I have problems staying out Mm -hmm. late, but also, the electric company, as a guy who was in the scene, I Mm -hmm. felt felt like I was in that scene, I felt like the electric company seemed more like a home base. Yeah. I felt much more at home and comfortable with the people, not only the place Mm -hmm. and the location in Z, but with the people who came to electric company, oh yeah, they music. were there for music because they were there for music. Yeah, and I mean, absolutely. I, I like the Celtic harp just fine, mm-hmm. but when I go to Celtic harp, I'm not going there to see the band. I'm going there because there's lots of sure drinks and sure. specials and girls and people. Well, I, I think Z life.
3: too. He he gave so many bands opportunity. Like you know, he was the first guy like mm-hmm. a very Street bar that was when mm-hmm. we were doing Ruben James. Like yeah, come play, and he gave a lot of people a lot of opportunity. Did you ever play at uh, Captain Tripp's Rainforest Preserve before it closed? Yeah, Uh, once. Uh, It was, yeah, it was an experience. Well, okay, so good and bad, right? Because, (laughs) like, so we wanted to play at Tripp so bad, and then we found out, um, it was, I can't remember what happened, but it was a night where, like, nobody came, right? And I don't know if you guys had the same experience or if they changed the policy, but they used to charge you to play there. So you would play, you pay for production, Right. Yeah, it was always,
0: it was always a project to play there. Especially, and I was, I was probably 15, 16. I was really into it. I I was not even 21 at that point. And we were just so, we were so excited just to be in the place that we were like, yeah, sure, don't pay us. Whatever, charge $10 at the door and no one will show up, but... We just were so happy to be yeah. on that stage in this place that was at the time. It was legendary. That was, right? was the spot. Yeah. You know, I, I saw legit bands there for a time. Yeah, I should not say legendary, but it was it was for, as legendary as it got. For guys like us, it was legendary. Yeah. Um, all right, I've gotten way off track. Yeah, sorry, where I wanted sorry, to go. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so so uh, that's great. That's great. So uh, not an online strategist anymore. Yeah, not much of a singer songwriter. I'm anymore. still
3: doing a bit. I'm still <laughs> doing a bit. Uh, I got a home project studio, and I'm, nice. I'm working on some stuff now. But it's it's a lot. Fewer and far between, you know. Yeah. I'm definitely more into the wuss rock folk singer stuff well, now. So, you know, I agree with you in that. As and I get older, we leave the guitars out. Yeah,
0: you know the, they're yeah. always out because yeah. otherwise, I sometimes forget that I know how to play yeah, or that totally. I own guitars. It's right. true. It's hard. Um, well, let's get to, let's get into something a little more uh, a little more current. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Thinkubator Project. Sure. Sure. Um, I've been to the space which is uh you it's Bag Square, Bag Square. I don't know yeah. if you know you probably have the exact address somewhere.
3: 106.
0: 106 Bag Square. Yeah. Um now I'm only familiar with the incubator through Twitter made, and through you and, sure. and
3: Utica. Yeah. Can you for our listeners give us a little more of a broad concept of what think incubator yeah, is? Yeah, and I should say we're figuring this out too, yeah. you know. Um so it's basically it's a it's a partnership between Mohawk Valley Community College, Community mm-hmm. Foundation, there's some there's some private folks in there too, but um the the idea is that you got all these communities chasing startups, right? I mean, you got yes. the tech garden. Everyone wants startups, and, yeah. and Utica is no different. Um, it's an op- It's a. It's a. It's. We're trying to grow businesses here, grow companies here, and keep them here. So you get a lot of companies that, or a lot of people that, um, you know, they, they may be doing stuff from their living room or their home office. They they need to meet with a client or something, or they have a business idea and they don't really know how do I get it from an idea to a business. You know how do I. How do I get a mentor? How do I make a, uh, an LLC? We come in and, and, and our goal is to basically provide people. We call pr- people program place. Yeah. So the space to do it, connections, and then people to support you. So in a, in a perfect scheme, we'll be incubating companies there. Um, so you have an entrance strategy and you got to have an exit strategy. How are we going to grow you so you're a viable company and stay here? That's brilliant, actually. I
0: love that. So that's um, the idea. What do, think, what do you think the number one thing stopping people from- from, coming, from bringing business to Utica is? Do you think it has to do with the fact that taxes are really high
3: enough in New York in general? Like, is it hard to... Do you think that has something to do with it? I, I always think about that. It's, I think, you know, it's hard to say because I've lived here my whole life, you know? And, and so I don't really know anything different than like a 9.5% sales tax, you know? Yeah, or,
0: New York City was just as bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know? So yeah.
3: I don't know. I think for from... It depends. If you're talking about big business, yeah, that probably pl- yeah. Plays, a, plays a part in it. But small business, I think... A lot of it is fear or was fear. Okay, yeah. so an interesting thing is starting to happen, and just, just an observation is that, like, I feel like there's a lot of people our age that, um, Used to you, you, got your degree and everything, and you went and worked for a company. There is no safety anywhere now. So like, it's almost just as risky to go get a job somewhere as it is to start your own business. So you might as well start a
0: business. Exactly. That's and yeah. that's a fair point, and it's something we've talked about on the show before. It's kind of a recurring theme: is the idea of um, sort of like romantic yeah. style jobs, like yeah. things that people don't want to do anymore, yeah, uh, that are sort of dying, like being a plumber, right? Yeah, right? Like, sure, or being like an sure. electrician or something. These jobs where you're your own boss, yeah. which in itself. Is a process is, is something that's a huge selling point. Yeah. I would rather be my own boss and make less money, yep. right? Like that's oh, it's time
3: versus money, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Um,
0: that's great, though. Uh, let me ask you this then. Uh, I've been to the incubator space. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful space. It's a beautiful We're getting space. there. We're getting there. <laughs> it looks very nice. What would you like to see from the incubator? Let's say five years in the future.
3: So I my okay. So my vision for this is that. Um, that it would be more than one incubator. So the idea that I that I'm kind of kicking around with, with some other folks is um and I don't have a plan for this, right? Sure. I'm just kinda sure. this is my business idea, so to speak, right? <laughs> is how can we make an entrepreneurial pipeline within like one square block in Utica, right? Mm-hmm. So so Bag Square is a perfect example. You've got all these different people in, in in an ideally different stages. So I think you've got a block of people that are your graphic designers, you got your folks that are just trying to figure out, can I run a business? We need, I think, we could use a space that would be more of co-working, right? Just a place where maybe you rent a desk for 30 bucks a month and you have access to free coffee. But more importantly, it's the other people you have access to, right? right. So how do we create these collisions of creative people here? Mm-hmm. And then after you get out of there, then maybe some of them go to an incubator stage mm-hmm. company, which you know obviously we would pay part of. But we need, like, in addition to that, we're talking about arts and software and, and retail and lifestyle brands we haven't there's no place for manufacturing so I think we need a maker space so how do we how do we get these these different spaces to attract people and kind of get them to work together that's my vision for this Excellent. down the road and that's a
0: really that's a great point and I, it's scary sometimes I think when I left New York when I left mm-hmm. Utica so about seven eight years ago mm-hmm. there was a lot of negativity even mm-hmm. before that as a kid it seemed like mm-hmm. he, in the 80s specifically, oh, yeah. and early 90s, there was a lot of like last one out of Utica. Yeah, turn off the lights. And even since, I've only been back about three months now, mm-hmm. and there is a different feel. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad to see places like the Incubator, yep. like the Roasting Company, like yeah. Utica Bread, like uh, Ocean Blue, like all the businesses mm-hmm. that are opening up. But what scares me as a person who lived in Utica for most of mm-hmm. my adult life, I'm afraid what happens when these things aren't new anymore, when they aren't yeah. new and exciting. Sustainability scares me. Sure. That's my biggest fear sure. when it comes to these businesses. And I'm not yeah. trying to be pessimistic, but not it's something at I all. think about. But it's like, an
3: ecosystem, you know. Yeah. Like I'm super excited about all the lofts and stuff, but we also need the the middle to higher income jobs to yeah. sustain, sustain that, that yeah. right? Yeah, like, exactly. there's a lot of people that I know, like, yeah, this is all awesome, but like they can't afford. They want to spend money in these places. Yeah. They can't afford to do it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a challenge. And you know, if we if we have the answer for that, yeah. we. You know, of course, no. I, I, I and, you know, I'd invest in that. <laughs> but uh, if people want to get a hold of you at the incubator, or they want to contact you about any further questions, where can they reach you? Yeah, just Ryan at incubator not dot com, dot uh, co. Or uh, I mean, I'm all over the place at Ryan C Miller on Twitter, at the on Twitter. Just any sure. any way you want to contact me, sure. I will. I love you know, it. I love it. doesn't it. matter
0: to me. Uh, and I do want to talk about the uh, the TEDx talks with yeah. you as well. Sure. Um, I talked to uh, Maiden Utica founder Justin Parkinson yes. and when I asked him about the TEDx talks and your involvement, mm-hmm. he referred to you as the guy. The guy. The guy. So uh, what can you tell me about the TED Talks and what's coming up for that?
3: Okay, well I'm I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy. <laughs> You're I'm, not I'm a part, You're of, the... I'm not I'm part of the team. Uh, but yeah, so so this is a project that um, Kind of got started. This would be a third year doing it. Um, got started a couple years ago. We we're just, you know, this kind of goes back to the same kind of how do we how do we um, how do we connect people in the area, mm-hmm. right? Because the original premise was like, if you, how many people does it take to make a, a massive impact in a city like Utica? I think the biggest problem we, one of the biggest problem we have. Here is that we have all this diversity. We have all this expertise. Nobody knows each other, right? New Harford people stay in New Harford. Yeah. You know, it's it, not just hate New Harford. It's everywhere. Like no, it's I'm, true. Gu- I'm guilty of it too, right? Like I absolutely. very rarely. rarely of Utica. It yeah. very rarely happens. So what if we could find a way to get a hundred people that have a vision or an idea or just enthusiasm for the city in a room, mm-hmm. and just get them to meet each other? What would that look like? And so that's kind of where this came from. It wasn't like let's just do Ted and Utica, because if we called it like. Utica speaks or something. No one's gonna care. Like nobody would come. So we tried to use this TED brand to leverage to get those people in the room. So that was that was the goal. Um, And it just turned out that we had we attracted some really awesome speakers the first two, and we got crazy good speakers this year too um, from. Not only locally and regionally, but we typically bring in a couple national people every every year. So everything I've
0: ever heard about them,
3: uh, and most of them, I have, to, I have to admit, with the exception
0: of the most recent one, mm-hmm. I was not here for most yeah, yeah, of them. Yeah. So everything I've ever heard about these have been
3: secondhand. But mm-hmm. everyone seems to love. them. I They're hope so. Right? Yeah, we yeah. haven't gotten a lot of haters on it. But, yeah. um, it's you know the which always, is rare because the haters tend well, to come oh, out first. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Girls. Well, we did originally, and 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 the problem was that. Um, uh, per the guidelines of like they're super brand protective, right? That makes sense. So like one of the rules is that you can't have more than a hundred attendees, right? Which is a problem. Oh, right. And so the way most of these, um, Events go as you apply to come, and they screen you, and you, mm-hmm. you know. Because again, we're we're curating speakers, but we're curating an audience too. Because we want that. How right. do we get a hundred? If we're only going to get a hundred people, let's make it a kick ass crowd. Yeah, a hundred
0: people who are really going to yeah, use this for yeah. something. That's
3: so that's we a got point. a lot of flack for that, and I like I totally get it, totally get it. This year, yeah. we're we're. Um, uh, hopefully no one from Ted is listening to this. We're actually just not a bite. We're just not listening. So, um, I don't think Ted's listening I don't think they're, listening, our, don't think they're listening. We've got a higher capacity this year, and we did tickets first come, first serve. So there's actually about 10 tickets left. So if people want to get them, they you can mm-hmm. still get um, – there's about 10 tickets left. So. Wonderful.
0: Yeah.
3: Ryan Miller. Yeah. Thank you, ted TEDx Talks. Ruben James Band, which I can't
0: believe I just I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're a renaissance man. You're doing good work for the city. I'm We're glad to have you on. Before we let you go, yeah. I have to ask you the question. I ask this to
3: everybody. Okay.
0: Ryan Miller, in your own words, who are you?
3: I'm a guy that likes to uh, connect people and tries to look for, uh, tries to appreciate really, really tiny things, like the really small things. The details. So, I love details, it, Details, yeah. I love it. Ryan Miller, okay. thank you for so thank much. Thank you so much uh, for the time.
0: Love that Apple Watch. We'll talk about that <laughs> in a minute. And uh, we're gonna head back. We're gonna kick it back to Kev and Aaron, and I guess me. <laughs> we're back. Again, thank uh, Ryan Miller for coming
1: on and doing the show. Whoop, whoop. Super interesting guy. Love Ryan Miller. i got to be Ryan, honest
2: with you, I love Ryan Miller. Ryan
1: Miller gives so much of himself selflessly to other local business people. He's amazing. He really, it's nuts. Shocking uh, how much stuff he's been involved with, too, when you really, when you really think
0: about yeah. it. Yeah. His
2: name's on a lot, a lot of stuff. things.
0: Um, I do have some uh, some special under and overs for us this week, and I have all sorts of fun stuff. But Aaron, did you have some news for
2: us this you week? You want to do news with new shoes Is it first? time
0: for news... With new shoes.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Boom. All right, I just wanted to have a couple quick things. I'm not going to drag it out, but the True Detective season finale was last night.
1: Well, didn't watch a single episode.
2: And I know you guys didn't watch a single episode, which is why I'm not going to drag it out. However, if you didn't watch it, plug your ears now. It's lame. It's bad. It was 60 minutes too long, which it was only 90 minutes, but we could have wrapped it up quicker. I didn't like the whole thing, and if you watched it and you have the same feelings as me, please tweet us and we'll talk about it, because... Uh, I'm just really confused. I'm still confused.
0: Personal note, I really enjoyed the first True Detective season. I thought it was great. It
2: was amazing. I thought it
0: was great TV. And now, even that show, I had nitpicky things I didn't particularly like about it. Didn't love the ending particularly. uh, The the ending was weird.
2: We
1: can
0: nitpick anything. That's Um, the problem. My question is, though, this was a... True Detective season one is pretty universally revered, though, more often than not. Most people were like, yeah, it's great television. Won
2: a lot of Mm -hmm. awards.
0: This season of True Detective, and I haven't oh. watched it, seems to be almost universally reviled. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of another show it's that KM. has gone from like the highs of being
1: so much loved to so hated so quickly.
2: It's not good. The only well, one I
1: can think of is like Homeland. It was well, kind of like that you, as well. You know what the problem is with somebody like True Detective is because each season is an anthology season, so each season tells a separate story. Yeah. I think the fact that you know it's not like this first season's amazing, and now we're going to go from here. It's like, here's the second season, and we're going to start fresh, and so it's tougher to do, and I feel like when you have a full season's worth of the criticism that goes at you and the nitpicky things that people say, it makes you almost cater your mm-hmm. vision too much to other people, so I feel like they were almost anointed to have a sophomore slump. Sure. There's no way sure. they going to be Honestly, as as the first time. and
2: let me just say this really quickly because I know that I've got a bunch of other stuff that's way more important than this, but it had a lot going on, a lot of like, minor storylines... ...that they spent 45 minutes an hour doing, and then they'd get to the the last 15 minutes would be, like, all the stuff that we needed to know. So the first 45 minutes, you're like, I'm not sure who's this dead guy, what he has to do with what's happening over here. It doesn't matter who Vince Vaughn was talking to. He had a lot of other dealings. And then you're, like, you're just really confused. In the end, when it came back around, a couple of those things tied together. I didn't remember them from when we talked about them the first time. I mean, it was just not... Not a good show if you if you are... I just didn't like it. I didn't like the whole thing. The only
0: other show I can think of right now currently that has the same sort of format is a show like uh, American Horror Story, which oh. is another show I don't particularly watch. I've watched. I watched, watched every season. seasons. I didn't watch Freak Show. I
2: watched them all. I've okay. watched them all.
0: Do you think... Now, the quality on that show, though, seems to carry across from what I talk to most people. Like, the I, those shows are different. Yeah. But it's the same sort of theme
1: thematic it's, styling it's or? the same
2: like thematic styling I'm, it's I'm the, into same. the
1: idea of the anthology series i like oh, yeah big each time. season tells a story mm-hmm. and big it's time. cool that you can kind of encapsulate it
2: the american horror story it's hard the first season was so good the one with the witches was kind of a snooze well, and
1: just like i said about true detective yeah. it's tough because when yeah. you do your first season of anything you're actually there's there are no expectations yeah you, and you blow like, everything here's out of the water like, see how it goes. so if you come out with your first season of whatever and it's incredible All of a sudden, now, they're expecting you to put out another incredible masterpiece. And as much as it would be nice if it worked that way, at the end of the day, you can't just keep cranking out some things are going to be better than other things that you do. You can't keep cranking out perfect things over and over.
2: All right. Moving on. Uh, I want to talk about herbal tonics sold in China. They were selling (laughs) herbal tonics.
1: Excellent. I got a lot of stuff. Take that phone away from you. Hold on
2: a second. I got a lot of stuff here. Herbal tonics sold in China were just actually Viagra dissolved in water. They sold people these herbal tonics, saying they were going to cure stuff, and boom—just Viagra dissolved in water. So that's that's something my dad
1: would do. I feel like China's is like the wild, wild west. You can get away with anything. You can get away with, with a lot of face. stuff out
2: there. All right. Also, uh, for my friends uh, who are gluten free, I don't know anybody like that. They are making gluten free emojis.
1: What? That makes it's me a, lot it's yeah. a lot of salads. It's a lot of
2: salads. And so, what is
1: it? Just pictures of salads, or like salads with like Winky you want to come over and watch Netflix type faces on them. No, nope, just salads.
2: Food. Just straight up salads. That's what we got so far. Just salads.
0: <laughs> let's, let's come over and watch Netflix and talk about we hate bread. That's what I'm It's essentially what it
2: comes down There's a one with like a wheat with like a cross through it, like an X through it, which kind of excites me because I'm going to use that one a lot. Is there one that's
0: like anti-gluten-free?
1: Like, Is there a like a pro-gluten yeah. emoji that I'm going to get? are
2: all the emojis we currently have.
1: Gluten-free has become a tough thing because like Aaron, I know about you that medically a little bit of gluten, and you're the whole weekend, you're all banged up, you might have you went to go to the time. hospital. But, yeah. but gluten-free has become very trendy. People are like, oh, I'm gluten-free. Because they think they're living yeah. a healthier lifestyle. That's because you have celiac disease. Yes,
2: I'm full You flush. are not
1: on a diet. No. Have, <laughs> you see,
2: have you seen my thighs? I'm not on a diet. Okay, oh. speaking of things that are trendy, Whole Foods is selling asparagus water. Oh. Now, wait a minute. Let me set the scene. It's a bottle of water with a couple stalks of asparagus in it.
1: That's literally pee. Pee. <laughs> it's
2: literally right? pee. It's pee. It's pee. It's, it's, pee. Like if, if it's you, smelly if pee. If you're
1: selling God. you asparagus, I love asparagus and I mm-hmm. love water. Maybe mm-hmm. not together. Mm-hmm. But if you're selling me asparagus and this bottle of water at a cheaper price point, no, it's, it's, it's not cheap. Expensive. It's really
2: expensive.
1: Well, it's whole foods.
2: Okay, it's five ninety nine a bottle.
1: Gross. Twenty ounce bottle. Sixty
2: uh, ounce bottle. Right now,
1: there actually, you know, it doesn't matter because if it's a gallon, that's too expensive. They're
2: tw- they're eleven ounces. It's
1: disgusting.
2: All right, moving on. Go ahead. That's all the news I have that's fit to print today.
1: Thanks, <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> really exciting stuff. I know. I'm. I'm getting really good at this. <laughs>
0: did you. Uh, did you want to talk about the shitty old man portion of our show today? I would love to talk
2: about, about Donald old Trump. Yeah. Yes. This is something I've been thinking a lot about, uh, and I wanted to just say something really quickly. The office of the president is, um, and this is you know can be argued any way you slice it, is a as a respected or uh, respected position. Should be held by people, you know, historically that were dignified and morally just to an nice. extent, and and had integrity, and classy, and they were well educated and had all this stuff going for them—shiny hair, nice suits—and to have this loud, flamboyant businessman, real estate guy who went to Pennsylvania—he went to the Wharton School of like real Wharton estate. Wharton School of Business. Yeah, 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 but it wasn't. It wasn't even like the Wharton School of Business back when he did it. It was '68 that he graduated. It was sure. This, the Wharton School. So long story short, he didn't make all the money he made. His parents did. Well, anyway, I didn't watch much of the Republican cluster that happened the other night because I was eating chicken wings and drinking beer, which is way more important. But I just wanted to say that I heard the comedy made about Megyn Kelly having her menstrual cycle, and that's why she was so tough on him. And I find it to be deplorable. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why is because here in America we try so hard to discuss the fact that we're not judging people and we're not looking at inequality and the fact of the matter is that he put down a woman based on something that is so not an issue that is so not a thing like we shouldn't be offended as women that we have menstrual cycles like it's just how it works and you know what grow up and you're gonna you're thinking you're, you're gonna be a potential presidential candidate running with that kind of mouth with that kind of
1: Like I saw somebody say uh, something today on the internet and it was interesting to me. They said they made some comment, I think it was probably on Reddit or something like that, but somebody was like, you know, Donald Trump, they're like, Maybe we need Donald Trump to point out how bad everything is and maybe America needs to hit a rock bottom. And they use the quote from The Dark Knight that I love. Like, maybe he's not the president we need, but he's the president we deserve. And that kind of hit me, and I was like, damn. Mm, that's a good point. And I, I just find
2: him to be such a disgusting pile of garbage. Where's that Shakespeare book? <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a disgusting pile of garbage, and he's an insult to America. Here's why
0: I can't take Donald Trump seriously, okay? No, you can't. Um, because last week, I, I want to talk about this last week, and I didn't get into it because as I was thinking about it, I realized... Why is Donald Trump in the lead in the Republican National Convention? Why? Why is he the leading candidate? Because people know who he
2: is. People who don't know anything about politics recognize Donald Trump's face, his voice, and his hair.
0: The point I was coming across was the people who are paying enough attention to vote and register in 2015 for candidates, to get excited for a candidate at this point in time, are the kind of people who would vote for. True. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Of course Donald Trump is leading right now because you're a year away from the elections proper. There's not even a real candidate... To, to step up to him. And if I read this correctly, he's already dropped out from the number one spot. Like, there's already Probably. someone who's... I think, who's who pulling against him. He's, he's, Was, he's was it Rubio? It Might have been first. Rubio. Wouldn't Rubio say. or Jen. Anyone with any real credibility is going to credit... Because the more and more he talks, the more and more people are going to go, oh, yeah, this is the guy who got stone-cold stunned by Steve Austin
1: once <laughs> on WrestleMania. Really? I was... Yeah. Okay, we're going to go
2: that always way. always comes
1: mm-hmm. back around or I No,
2: just, I'm just I saying... Just, I'm, okay, I, let me just say one quick thing. Here at the podcast, we... And I'm speaking as a we because I, I know you too, and I know that, like, it's not okay what he says. The things that he says are not okay, and so I just wanted to put that out there. No, you're right. That we are ultimately not supportive of the way that he no treats honest. people.
0: But I refuse to take anything he says seriously. No, there's nothing because to take seriously. He's a big
2: joke. He's a joke. Yeah. I just thought that, honestly, I, I got a little, like, like, ooh, when I was as a woman, and a little bit about anything else. Keep going.
0: All right. Uh- I had some other stuff, but let's save that for next week because I really want to do these over unders with you guys. Yeah, let's hit
2: some over unders. We haven't over-unders. done over unders. Oh, we did one last week. That's right. We've
0: been doing them a little differently. So this week I'm going to try something different. I'm going to run through a couple different over unders with you guys. We're going to hit them and quit them. Okay. And these are special. Can I hit and quit. <laughs> Can I hit and quit. We're going to
2: hit them. These and quit are
0: special them. for Pop Culture Week. Okay. Ooh. Okay. All right. So, in uh, in honor of uh, Fandemicon, overrated or underrated.
1: Superman, so disgustingly overrated, overrated that it almost hurts my feelings when I quit it? the podcast. <laughs> it's such so trash time, Superman. <laughs> Wait a
2: minute. Superman wasn't the one whose parents died. That's Batman, right? That's every
1: superhero. Do any of these superheroes have parents? No. None of no them No wonder they're acting so You nuts. know,
2: I saw this thing recently about Superman. This is right. I saw this thing about Superman in the last Superman movie they did where he snapped some guy's neck. And they had this huge... Yeah, Michael
0: Shannon. What the hell? Yeah,
2: and they said it was this huge thing that, that Superman should never be doing such a thing. Yeah. I think he's overrated. I think it's overrated. gross. It's super gross.
0: Um, I think the general problem with Superman and the reason why Batman is cooler is... Too powerful. Awful. It's too powerful. Nothing scares me with Superman. It's like, oh, well, who's going to fight Superman? Uh, nobody, because he's unstoppable and True nothing that. hurts him. Except this magic rock from space, which nobody owns.
2: aggro Uh
0: So <laughs> Superman, overrated. Yeah, exactly. Overrated. That's Superman. That's
2: I'm glad. The would get me. I'm glad we agree. <laughs> I'm
0: glad we agreed. All right, uh, here we go. Overrated, underrated,
1: Nirvana. Overrated.
2: Overrated. Oh, oh wow. I, mean, I wish we
1: oh. didn't put this in so late. Yeah. Highly. Oh. Listen, Nirvana's an awesome band. They did so much crazy stuff for music. They have so many good songs and classic albums. But they would not be lionized the way that they are if Kurt Cobain hadn't passed away. It's and it's not, not a knock on them, because I guess it's No, musician, that just is what it is. If, you know, I'm a pro-game guy. The hell with Nirvana. Dude, me too. <laughs> yeah, all there.
2: Me too. I was listening to oh. Ted on the way over here. Oh. Next.
0: Pearl Jam, friends of the (laughs) the podcast, all of Pearl Jam. This is a social media one.
1: Overrated, underrated, Instagram. Ooh. uh, Overrated. Yeah, I mean, I like, I feel like I probably use Instagram more than any social media. I feel like I check it more. Oh,
2: yeah, definitely. But I do
1: feel like there's a lot of people that take Instagram more seriously than they need to. Depends how you are to say how it's rated. I think Instagram has turned the
0: corner from being. Uh, underrated to overrated. I don't know when it is. You exactly think Instagram's happened. jumped the shark as soon as they did yeah. The advertising? Yeah. Uh, I got those I think this
2: week you know, where all of a sudden I'd be scrolling through and it'd be an advertisement. I didn't yeah. get it.
0: My family's on there now. I'm starting to get family following me. Oh. That's always a bad sign. I had, to, I had to delete oh, a lot know. of We're my so pictures when
2: my mom started, when my mom got an
1: Instagram. Overrated, underrated, Disney World. Disney World's dope as hell. Disney World's great. You know what? You don't like the lines, but you can't if you have a bad time at Disney World, you're a damaged person who needs a therapist.
2: You know what? I would have originally said overrated based on the amount of stuff that you see, you know, Disney, 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 it comes at you all the time. Mm-hmm. But I've heard some really cool stuff that happens at Disney World. And you've got to really get into it. You've got to really look at it from a different perspective as an, especially now as an adult. I think it's underrated. I do. All of a sudden, uh, I think it's coming yeah. back. If you don't I think like
0: Disney really World, go cool. vote for Trump. As an, adult, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> As an adult, I find Disney World actually very underrated. It's a very
1: immaculately designed concept. And I think when that's you what you it is. In, the design like, oh. of it is well, so brilliant. The cool thing about Disney so World, I know yeah. we've talked about Water Safari in previous podcasts, Like, Water Safari. You hit a certain age, you really got to pick your spots and try to look for fun. With Disney World, even as an adult, you can have a great time. It doesn't matter if you're five or fifty.
2: My favorite thing about Disney World is sometimes I read the lists of hidden things that you find at Disney World.
1: P.S. Disney, if you guys want to sponsor us, I found this nice talk. (laughs) Come on down. Call, guys. I got I got two more here for you. Wait, hold on.
2: I just want to say really quickly that my favorite thing about Disney World is the fact that the haunted mansion they don't mow the lawn. No. I, I love that. And it, that's, like a, that's like a... a
0: Underrated. A, that's like a the decision they
2: made. Like, nope, not going to mow the lawn.
0: Two more. Um, two more. Number one, red vines.
2: Can I say something about red vines?
0: <laughs> sure. That's what you're here for. I can't
2: eat them.
1: You can't eat them? No,
2: I, I can't. They're not gluten-free.
1: Red vines aren't gluten-free? Probably no, not. No, the first ingredient is wheat. It's weird the places you find the gluten, man. I'll tell you.
2: <laughs> not vines, right
1: here. Red vines are fine. Somebody's hanging out. We're kicking it. They're like, hey, man, you want a red vine? Yeah, probably. But is there anything better than regular Twizzlers when it comes to licorice? Absolutely not. Yes. Not Red Vines. shot. Dude, What's next? I can't even talk to you All about right, this. I'm Kevin, a brand I'm a, I I a Red Vines either. house, Kevin. I don't even want you to say that.
0: All right. Last one. Overrated, underrated, Radiohead.
1: Oh, my God. Please. As underrated as it can be. As highly rated as they are, they're still underrated. <laughs> Who's better? Play me a better album. Wow. Sergeant Peppers, take a walk. woo <laughs> Wow. Guys, I'm
2: going to say something.
1: Uh, oh, here right. we go, and this is it. You guys, all the listeners at home, are going to hear the moment where we all stop being friends. at. <laughs> go ahead, say it.
2: I don't own any Radiohead.
1: Of course you don't. Of course. N-
2: I own none of it. I of have like you don't. like two. Songs. Well, nobody
1: owns anything anymore.
2: Okay, I don't um, have any Radiohead in my current like album collection. I don't uh-huh. have any Radiohead in there, like full uh, albums. I have like a handful of songs here and there.
0: That's fair. Unbiasedly, I find Radiohead underrated. Because I don't understand why more people don't think they're the greatest band of all time. But if you don't listen to Radiohead, you don't like them, I can see where you think they're
2: Well, okay. the thing about it is that I just like, never really oh, got into yeah, it. I think it's sort of such a huge abyss. It
1: depends how much thought you want to put into your listening experience, I think, when it comes down to it. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: guys, I think that's it for the week. I got nothing else for you. Great
0: work today, guys. Hey. I really... Aaron Higgins, Kevin Sullivan. We'll here we always. will be here next week. Love you guys.
2: Cheers Love you people.
0: Bye.